Did you know that it's possible to raise your littles to want to listen to you without the use of consequences, rewards, and bribes? Hi, I'm Kaylee Zeyer, and this is the Chaos to Connected podcast, where we discuss simple yet effective parenting strategies to manage those pesky behaviors we go to bed at night hoping will be gone tomorrow. We're going to stand up to societal norms of disconnection, shaming, and punishments so we can take a deeper look into our child's heart. It's there you'll find connection, and there where you'll find more peace, obedience, respect, and joy. So what are you waiting for? We know those behaviors aren't going to go away on their own. Let's dive in. Hey, and welcome to the Chaos to Connected podcast. Today, I was going to share something completely different than what I'm planning to share today, and I feel like I say that fairly often, but I just had this experience today that got me thinking about something that I used to share more frequently on Instagram. And I want to dive into that because I think it's a message that a lot of moms probably need to hear. And um, I mean, I'm in the trenches with you just because I'm sharing these strategies and really have transformed a lot of behaviors through them. Doesn't mean that I am immune to behaviors or feelings about them. And so the topic today is about self-care. And how I really believe that self-care is simply a band-aid solution. And we really need to be thinking about soul care over self-care. So let me just, well, first of all, let me say that I don't think there's anything wrong with self-care. And but when I say self-care, I mean what we often hear as moms like, you know, go get a massage or get your nails done or, you know, like going to the coffee shop by yourself or taking a hot bath. And those are all great things. I'm not saying they're not. But when we are in the trenches of motherhood, when we are deep in the throes of big feelings and behaviors and just having to train the same thing over and over and over again, we really need to think about how we're refueling ourselves. And so before I dive into that, I want to tell you the story about what happened today, which led me to wanting to talk more about this. So um, I was actually on a a call and right before Huxon's nap time. So he's my almost three-year-old. So I came out and I was thinking like, okay, I'll come out. Either me or my husband will put him down for a nap, move on, just like keep with our normal routine. When I came out, he was still eating lunch. And so then I was like, okay, well, our truck payment hasn't gone through yet, which means it's really late, which anyway, so then I called them and that ended up being like a 25 minute conversation. So by the time that finished, it was almost like it was approaching two o'clock. And if you have heard me talk about my trigger of being late, I started to feel it well up in me like I'm getting overwhelmed because... If he's not going to sleep soon means he might sleep longer, which means that might delay bedtime. You know, like all these thoughts that it's not just about the situation at hand. It's about all the things that follow that, you know? And so I tried to forget that, brought him into his room. He was kind of whiny about it because obviously it was, you know, almost an hour past the time we normally try to lay down for a nap. So I finally... He wanted to rock. I'm rocking him. He fell asleep. Normally, I transition him, no problem. He's totally fine. Like once, once he's—I don't know if your kids do this, but sometimes my kids will like um, 
almost like startle kind of, but like flail, like flinch their bodies a little bit, then I know they're deep sleeping. And then I know like, okay, I should be fine to transfer. Well, he woke up and he didn't want, he wanted me to keep rocking him. And today I have been kind of showing in my Instagram stories about how, like just in terms of kids' behavior, about how like the holidays, even if they're really fun and your kids are loving them, how that can almost cause some more behavior for several different reasons. And not just because it's out of routine, there's lots of transitions, but because of the thing called the spoiled outing. And anyway, I'm not going to go into that right now, but we can also be left with feeling overwhelmed, overstimulated, or dysregulated because our kids have those things, but we have also gone through that process and then thinking about all the things we have to think about. It can be a lot, you know, like it it was fun. It was connecting with family and that sort of stuff. But now almost the aftermath of then like having to manage your kid's behavior and then having to do all your normal things and then maybe feeling dysregulated yourself, but still (laughs) having to do all the things. And so in that moment, I could have continued to rock him but instead, I was like, I just want it to be easy, you know? Like, I just want it to go easy. And we always say, like, for once, <laughs> you know? And obviously, sometimes it is easier than others, but I'm just like, I just want it to be easy for once. Like, and almost in my mind, knowing, like, I could just sit him with me in the chair and he will fall asleep faster than me battling against what I know, <laughs> what I know is going to work to what my flesh really wants, which is it to be easy, him to just do what I say, and to go to sleep, and to stop thinking about, like, he's going to sleep longer, and then, and then he's going to go to bed later, and, you know, just, like, the constant ripple effect of those thoughts. And so, for a while, I just kind of sat there. I was like, nope, you need to lay down. It's time for a nap. And he just screamed really loud. And I could just feel myself, like literally I could, I could recognize that I was having almost this battle, you know, between the spirit and the flesh, me knowing God convicting me in that moment and just being like, just rock him. Like it will go faster. He will connect with you. He will fall asleep versus you trying to fight against it and it taking longer and you becoming more triggered and more frustrated. And it, It honestly took me a long time to give in. And I also just want to share that because sometimes I think, you know, we hold a limit with our kids or set a boundary and they have trouble with it. And we can just expect them to just follow what we say because they need to obey us because we're in charge. We have the authority. We obviously have a wider scope of what's going on for safety and all those purposes. But sometimes we can get upset because our child is upset at the boundary we hold And it's exactly what I'm explaining to you, is that they just don't want to give in to the way they want to do things, just like me. (laughs) I did not want to give in, even though I could clearly be thinking, what will work here? What's needed here? But I still was going through that battle of like, but I just don't want to do it that way. I just want him to listen. I just want it to be easy, you know? Where it could have been easy if I just would (laughs) have, if I just would have sat back in the chair for another two minutes, he probably would have fallen right back asleep. Instead, I was like, nope, you need to go in bed. You need to go to sleep. And then he cried for longer. So all that to say is that sometimes when I, most often when I find myself in those moments of 
I just want it my way, even when I'm feeling convicted like this, the way you want it is not the way, (laughs) is not the way. When I have those internal battles, I recognize that I am not doing enough soul care. It's lacking because I'm struggling or I need some soul care. Because to be honest, um, I, I love to take a hot bath. It's really relaxing to me. And for a long time, like that was the only place where I was truly alone. You know, like if you're a mom, you know what I'm talking about. And I took a bath today, but a little while in, a kid came inside and was screaming, you know, for me. And so I just think so often we are struggling or we're feeling burnt out because we are taking the concept of self-care and putting it in here and saying like, oh, we just need more time to ourselves. We just need to go out and without our kids more, or we need to, you know, have a hot bath every day, or, um, you know, we need to go get a massage and just relax. And while all those things are helpful, I'm not denying that, <laughs> a massage would be really nice right now. What I am saying is that we as a society tend to turn to those things to help us refuel and recharge. And the problem is, is that they don't. They might for a short period. For me, if I am in the throes of behavior, in the throes of lots of high emotion and intensity, um, or just coming off a holiday and things have been out of routine and, you know, even like if your kids are, have been sick, like you might notice more of an uptick of feelings. And when I'm in the midst of those, and I'm doing some of these self-care things, it doesn't last long. And by long, I mean a couple hours, maybe not even. But the true transformation is when we actually focus on soul care. So again, I don't think there's anything wrong with self-care. I think it's a good thing. We should be taking care of ourselves. We should be stewarding our physical and mental health well. But where we're really lacking is in the soul care. So today I want to talk about two different things that I believe that we need to be doing as moms or parents or caregivers to actually help us in these moments where we are truly battling what we know is something we need to do to help our child through this and to help get us through this versus what we actually want to do and like dying to ourselves and to our fleshly desires and to do the thing that we have been called to do. And it is very sanctifying and very hard. Um, But the first one is taking it to the Lord. I know from my personal example or for my personal life, when I'm struggling with something, it doesn't necessarily have to be parenting. It could be business related or, or something like that. I will look for a podcast or I'll look for, you know, a YouTube sermon or like a video or some, somebody else's opinion, you know, call a friend or my business partner or not partner, but like accountability person or this other person. And so often we turn to all these different things, which is not necessarily bad. Like it's good that we have these things in our lives to learn from and to people to talk with. But the problem is, is that we're doing all of these things and forgetting that God has all the answers. (laughs) 
He has all the peace. He has the restoration. He has the ability to recharge and refuel us, but we're often not getting there. And if we are, it's usually after we've exhausted all other options and we're still feeling the way we are. And so I just want to encourage you that if you are struggling, just take it to the Lord. It doesn't have to be pretty. My prayers are not pretty, people. (laughs) I am usually like, just help me. Or like just a cry out to the Lord. It's not, it's not anything like your buttoned up prayer. You know, it is very like a conversation. Like, why won't you, (laughs) why won't you help me here? Or I need help. I like take away this desire to just control the situation and help me to do what I know is the right thing, but I just don't feel like doing it. And when we can do that, God will take our troubles. He is going to take the desires we have that are not in line. He is going to help us through it and give us that peace, give us the restoration, the refueling that we can't get anywhere else. We can try. And just like self-care, it will last for a little bit, but we're not going to get that reboot that we need. So number one would be take it to the Lord. And also because I think the more connected we are, this is this is one of the ways that I have continually been able to be sanctified and transformed in my motherhood in the midst of the situation. So, so often because I am really trying to do that, to, to pray, to go to the Lord first instead of all these other people. I have found that like my ability to hear the Holy Spirit, to like listen for that small voice has increased. And especially in those moments of parenting where I am like in the middle of a tantrum and let's say I'm just not handling it the way that I would tell somebody to handle it because I'm human, (laughs) you know, like I am not perfect. And I just get this conviction, not shame or guilt, but this conviction of like, here's where we need to go with this. Why don't you do this and see what happens? And that has been so helpful for me because I'm being, I'm constantly being guided in those tough moments of like in in the middle of that behavior, not like afterwards talking to somebody, not afterwards reflecting, but immediately in that situation, I am able to hear where the Holy Spirit is calling me and decide to take action or decide not to. But in deciding to take action, I just find that growing. So as we continue on, it's becoming more easy for me to listen and hear for that. So really just trying to surrender things and just ask for help like from the Lord when you need it and it doesn't have to be pretty. And number two is listening partnership. So this is something that I don't think I've really talked a whole lot on the podcast about, but the general idea behind it is that you have a person, preferably that you don't know, because when we know somebody, yes, we're comfortable to talk with them, but when we know someone so closely, it can be hard to really say what's on our mind even though we don't necessarily mean it, like, I don't like my kids right now, you know? Obviously, we love our children, but there are some moments where we just don't, we just don't like them. We don't want to, or or our spouse, or whatever, whatever it might be. We might 
we often will hold back our true feelings or our true true things that are in our mind because we don't want to be judged or maybe we don't want the person that we have the feelings about to be judged because obviously we can only say our side of the story. And so we will hold back. And when we hold back, our brain can't actually process through things that are causing us to store up hurts and to add to our already stored up hurts, which cause our triggers. And so if you can find somebody that you don't really know, and then what you do is you have a call every week. You specify a time, and basically you talk, they listen, then they talk, you listen. And there's a mutual agreement here where there is no problem solving. There is no like, oh, why don't you just try this? It is simply to listen. And so that would be my number one recommendation. I know that's really hard to find. So a couple other options would be to journal. I personally hate journaling because I cannot write as fast as I can think. And that frustrates me. Sometimes I've typed things out, but if you're into journaling, that would be a really good option. And journaling, like what's bothering you in that moment, but also just reflecting on like, why does this have such a hold over me? Why am I so overwhelmed by being late? And just thinking about the things that trigger you and then trying to reflect on that or just start writing whatever is coming to mind. It doesn't need to be in great sentence structure. Just as your mind is going, just writing it down as it's coming because our brains know what we need to work through, but so often we don't give the space to work through it. So using listening partnership is really the number one way to allow our brain to do that. But journaling, I think, could also be helpful or getting the Voxer app. So it's a free walkie-talkie app. And the thing I like about this one is that you can have like a conversation thread with yourself. So basically you're like voice memoing. It's, you know, back and forth, but it would be to you. So if you're like in the middle of a tantrum and you're having a really hard time, maybe after that you take five minutes away and you just talk. Because sometimes people are verbal processors. I am. And you just talk to your walkie-talkie app and you just go through exactly what happens, exactly your feelings, you know, anything that comes to your mind because then you can just delete it or it's going to you. So you don't even, you don't need to do with it, you know, anything with it. And unless you have like the premium paid for version, it doesn't like eventually all those conversations will automatically be deleted anyways. The other thing you could try is just like going for a walk and just kind of talking as you're walking. So kind of like similar to like a prayer walk, but almost like a, almost like a reflection, uh, um, what would you call it? Just like a walking, talking, talking to yourself because, you know, nobody can really hear you unless you're talking really loudly, but almost just like talking, talking as you would talk to somebody on the phone. It's just you don't have somebody listening. So that's the real benefit to the listening partnership is you actually have somebody supporting you through it, which we know is most helpful. But if that feels uncomfortable to you or you don't have access, um, journaling, voxering, or maybe just walking and saying would be helpful. And then the other part of that is, you know, you could talk to your spouse or I often like to think that as moms, it's probably a little bit um, maybe more helpful to talk to another mom just because, you know, moms and dads are different. 
if, especially if you stay at home and your spouse is working and you have another mom friend who stays at home, you, you really get a better idea. You know, you have a better idea of what days are like. Um, or if you're a working mom and another working mom or whatever, I mean, it's totally fine to talk to your spouse. Sometimes I think when we are always going with negative things, that can be really challenging. Um, but you know, maybe not. Um, so just finding maybe, maybe sometimes you talk with your spouse, maybe sometimes you talk with a friend, maybe you have both options. Um, but really just finding some, somewhere where you can vent and be supported without, um, being told what you could do. So I, one of my, um, one of my behavior blueprint clients, she actually said that, um, I don't know if it was earlier in their marriage. I can't quite remember, but her husband used to say, is this a solving or a listening or something? I can't remember the exact words, but like, are we listening or are we solving? So that he would know, like, am I just supposed to listen to you right now? Or am I actually supposed to help you solve this problem? And so maybe even just having that conversation with your spouse, like, I just need to get things off my chest. I don't need you to solve this problem for me. I just need to to share it. And I think that can be a really good way because obviously when we go to our spouse about something, they are going to want to help us. And sometimes when people are just trying to solve our problems, it can feel like they're not supporting us and our feelings, like our feelings are negated because they're just giving us a solution, which obviously is not true, but that's how it can feel similarly to our kids' Um, and so if you can just say like, I really just need you to listen. I don't need you to solve it. Just need you to listen. Sometimes maybe that can be really helpful for you as well. So just really going forward and thinking about when you are struggling, are you resorting to self-care or are you resorting to soul care? Because both can, I mean, self-care can certainly be helpful, but if you are really struggling with behaviors if you are in the midst of some challenging times, if you are feeling burnt out, whether it's because of your kid's behavior, whether it's because of the just constant cycling of doing the same tasks over and over, or retraining the same thing over and over, we really need to start focusing on soul care. And the best way I know how to do that is to take it to the Lord and engage in some form of listening partnership. So I hope that can be an encouragement to you. I hope that it can give you some things to be thinking about the next time that you are feeling this way and to really think about what do you normally do and is this really reviving me and replenishing me or not? Real quick before you go, if you felt encouraged and inspired by listening to this show, I'd love for you to leave a rating or review over at Apple Podcasts so we can spread the word to help other mamas feel less alone and find beauty in the behaviors. You can also take a screenshot of this episode, share it over on your Instagram stories, and tag me, at Kaylee Josire, and we'll all do a little happy dance together. I love nothing more than to cheer you on along this journey. This work is so hard, but don't forget, God has not only called you to it, but he has equipped you for it. Now go get connected. I'll see you next week.